Hey guys, I'm Pastor Lori, and welcome to the Sound of She broadcast. The Sound of She broadcast is today's women having a dialogue on faith, finance, health, relationship, and social issues. I want to pose a question. Do you believe that the consequences of sin from one generation is visited upon the next? I think so. Like, what what someone, like, in your past, like, in your guessing like the generation or your family long time ago can you know struggle down to you and affect what you're doing even if they're they're dead and buried can you elaborate a little bit more on that like so for instance say like if back in the day my great 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 grandma down the line like was like into voodoo and stuff like that and then now that i'm here I noticed that, you know, I'm gravitating towards um, dark magic and and things like that. Or, like, maybe I'm having issues in my life and I'm wondering, you know, well, where did it come from and things like that. It could be because of what my great-great-grandma did beforehand. Maybe she, maybe she got tangled up in something that she wasn't supposed to be, like, into. And now it's affecting me, but I don't know that because I don't maybe I don't know her. What if I don't know her past or my family's past to understand what's affecting me now? That's what I mean. I believe so too, and I agree with it being not even just a you know spiritual thing being passed, but a behavior. Something very simple, like maybe a lot of people in the family don't are not finishers, oh, or true. they procrastinate, or different cycle that happened to in that component that allow it to be repeated throughout generations so I think from a behavior from learning behavior and traditions traditions being handed down and sometimes we call it God and it's really not God or we've been repeating the same thing that it, oh my grandma did it my granddaddy did it so you have to do it so it's like down the line you realize that that's not even healthy for my own family that I'm trying to build so um, from that, you know, the things, the patterns that keep um, happening. So I believe that that can happen from that anger, from a um, behavior being transferred without recognizing it. That's like that alcoholism. Remi- yeah, that reminds me of a story that I used to tell way back when. Um, there was this, um, there was this uh, girl and her, she would cut the roast in half. And her husband asked her, why did she cut the roast in half? And she goes, I don't know. My mother used to do it. Ask her. So he asked the mom. He said, Mom, why do you cut the roast in half? She said, I don't know. Granny used to do it. Go ask her. So he went and asked Granny. He said, Granny, why do you cut the roast in half? And she said, because back then, the ovens were too small to fit both halves at the same time. So there are times that we do things in life with cycles in life with cycles because, um, like you said, it was just things that were were shown to us because our first inception of what we see comes from our environment yes. and how we grew up. So a lot of times we're doing things ignorantly because we never took the time to ask, why do we do this? Mm. Um, so I think that part of... 
being able to deal with these cycles or seeing these cycles or identifying these cycles is that we have to be able to get to the root. So in order to get to the root, we have to go back and ask questions. So like you want us to basically, so what you're saying is you kind of have to go back and you know know your family history because if you don't know your family history, how do you know what's what's the cycle and what's just you starting your own habits? That's absolutely right. I agree. I agree. It, even from one, it was one time I was talking to my aunt and I was just asking her, even from, you know, what's really good for our bodies and things like that. And I sat down with her. I wanted to know how my grandfather died and how my grandmother passed away. And she was like, well, my granddad had something with kidney and everything like that. So I was finding that something is happening from the health standpoint that these things are in um, the spirit of infirmities are being hand down or passed down. And, you know, a lot of things that we can do as far as asking God to break the cycle. But, you know, from that thing, what I need to do or what I need to stay away from so I don't have those type of health issues. So not uh, what you were saying, Claire, not having the right, um, not asking the questions, but sometimes you don't know what questions to ask. And so it goes from so many things. Was there mental health disorder in the family? Was there um, marriage? Was there strong marriage in the family? So asking those and addressing it because at times we just going through life, going through the motion and don't realize that we have some havocs. We got some obstacles that we, we trying to fight it um, in the spirit, but it might be just asking some questions to see if this is a pattern that's actually happening um, with different people passing. Like cancer is something that, oh my that's gosh, my, my aunt had cancer before you know it. And some people are like, well, he could skip generation. Mm -hmm. um, but is it really skipping generation or is it something that you're is not doing? Eating habits and things yeah, like that. that you're like not but, but some things are genetic. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. not generational mm -hmm. um, yeah, per true. se yeah. as far as curses yes. or, yeah. or sin. Some mm -hmm. things is just that's a genetic makeup mm -hmm. of how... Our That's family true, yeah. trees work, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, as far as cancer or maybe kidneys or, or whatever the case may be. But we're talking about the sin being passed down from one generation to another that has created cycles of strongholds mm -hmm. in your life. So, for instance, it reminds me of a story in the Bible about, um, about King David. And King David had sinned. Um, with Amalek's wife, mm -hmm. I mean, sorry, Uriah's wife, and the Bible, even to today, when they mention Bathsheba, they say that that is Uriah's wife, not David's wife, mm -hmm. right? David had sinned with her, they had a child, she got pregnant, he sent Uriah off to the battlefield to be killed, because he couldn't get him to go be with his wife. That's the summation of it. What happened was the baby died. God had the baby not survive. And what he did was he, he, um, he cursed David's generation for four generations. All right? So you found that one of his stepsons, well, not his stepson, his half-son raped his, his half-sister. You found that his son... Um, who was full blood with the sister Tamar, um, Aben went after um, he went after his sister, his brother, and planned for two years to kill his brother for raping his sister. 
After that, there was another tragedy. They came after David, trying to kill David. So it was just turmoil after turmoil of, of different uh, dysfunction that went on in his family because of the sin. But it didn't just start with David. It started with Jesse. So it just kept being handed down and handed down until Solomon came, who broke the generational curse. Amen. Yes. But then it fell on Solomon because at Solomon's end, they said that the strange women took his heart away from God. So we can start off well, yeah. but still fall into the portals that's been left open by the cycles of, of our generations. Wow. Well, how do you identify those generational curses? It, it comes from, I think, like I said, asking questions. You might not know what you're asking questions about, but you know what's happening in you. So what I did was I, I, I saw that there was some repetitive behavior that I didn't want to happen, but I kept falling into. So I began to ask questions. I didn't get too many answers, but the few questions that I did ask, my grandmother answered. And what I found out is that our lives kind of mirrored each other. It just skipped a generation. Mm. She was with an abusive person who, who abused her, um, and the same thing fell on me, but did not fall on my sisters as mm. far as physical abuse, mm. right? So... Um, just being able to see what's wrong with you. When you start dealing with you and trying to dissect what's wrong with you, that's when you begin to start to break apart and start to uh, identify what these cycles are in your life. Yeah, and I, I think... Go ahead. No, go ahead, Toya. Go ahead. So one of the things... Um, Pastor Lawyer, I'm glad you brought that up because it's so, it's even something that I always look at is is when Ezekiel, you know, was in among dry bones and the Lord was like, call them, call it back together. Um, we are so divided at times that we don't even know why our lives are so complex or why is the struggle so real or why is, what, how can I break free? And um, it's not until Ezekiel began to really do something. When you're talking about being the generational curse breaker, understanding that God didn't just save you from hell. He saved you so that you can um, change the next generation to come. And I remember one time I had this, I, I was, you know, like one man's sin can change an entire generation. I believe one man's righteousness can do the Amen. same. Amen. And so once I realized that that's been my main focus and what you're saying that you can run like what they you used to run this race very well, what cuts mm -hmm. you off. And at times as, as Christian, we're running, going on fire right. for God who for 10 you? months. Yeah. Who and one you? thing comes in, yeah. <laughs> one person come in or one situation come in and here you go. As if you never, you don't remember that experience and tripped and fell. Or I just feel like in, in, in life, we're running with this baton, right? Uh, and as we run it, we got to pass it on to the next generation. But what happened if we're running with the baton and someone trip you? Here you go, the baton on the left, to the right, to the side, and you bruise up and you're trying to clean yourself up. And over years, you feel like it's taking more time to do cleaning up than you running with what God kind of told you to do. And it's to make sure that the next generation get the same thing. Uh, and so, like, just understanding that, 
throughout the years are just trying to walk with God and understanding that, that taking this thing very seriously to know that I do believe that there is consequences in sin. It's not just the, the, the okay, if you're not living right for God, you're going some, if you're not living right for God, you're going to hell. It's not about that. But now it's just really living out everything. Amen. Amen. I want to, because, are we going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because I want to, um, we talked about identification. Mm-hmm. Now we have to talk about how do we break the cycles mm-hmm. that we've recognized inside our lives how do we break them how do we go about biblically mm-hmm. and naturally um, because they work hand in hand breaking the cycles that we see on our lives I know that we're cursed uh, you know we're here mm-hmm. to be the cross bearers I get that but how do we go about um, breaking it but then overcoming it I think some of my some of the cycles that I recognize in my life, I'm still learning and asking God for wisdom on how to break it um, and how to see those things to realize that. Because there's things that happen that we're like, okay, that's that's with them, you know, that's their fault. Why they don't want to build like rejection? Why they don't want to build a relationship with me? Mm-hmm. I've tried everything that I can, but in that situation, how do you? That's my question that always reason with God how do you break through that if you are trying to build a relationship but it's not just your issue it's the entire family um, thing so that's where I'm in prayer about asking God for the wisdom in that particular area how to come into those relationship more and understanding those things and one I realized that some of my family members are not saved or some of them are saved or some of them really kind of know God and don't know God so just learning so for me it's just still learning there are so many things that I believe God broke over my life but just learning how to continue to walk out in that freedom hmm. well what do I think I think when it comes you know, I think I'm like a little baby Christian. That's what I am. I'm a baby Christian. And the reason I'm a baby Christian mm-hmm. is because I'm, I am just started out walking. I'm not even running with the baton yet. I'm still walking with my baton right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to break the generation of curses or, you know, address, address basically the skeletons in the closet or... Or just the thing that's happening in our family that you know nobody wants to talk about and things like mm-hmm. that. I'm I'm still navigating that field, so I'm still identifying them and then processing them for myself. I haven't haven't done much to I haven't taken action. That's what it is. I haven't taken action yet. Mm-hmm. I think the action um, at the end of the day just comes with really believing God's word. And applying it to your life, I, I found that um, I found that I don't know when it happened. You know what I mean? Um, but I found that the more that I relied on the Word of God and believed what it said through faith, 
is the more that I was able to handle some of the information that was given to me. Because you got to find that when you're outside of God and you get information maybe about, oh, mommy didn't want you or, you know, um, some other things that might have happened in your family that created cycles. Um, it's not always the easiest thing to swallow when you face with the reality of it is what it is. So without God, it's hard to accept. I had a lady one time, 53 years old, 63 years old actually, telling me about the time when she was 10 and her, she found out that her mother was going to abort her. That stayed with her for all those years. So sometimes if we're outside of God, we cannot handle what is reality in our families. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take God for us to um, take it for what it is and then give it to him. Because some things are just too hard to keep, right? Um, you know, like I told you a story one time about a girl that every, every person in her family, by the time they were age five, was raped. I mean, from generation, I mean, like six generations. Um, and that's a cycle. And you have to find out where that's coming from. Or if everybody in the family is divorced, everybody gets divorced. Nobody can stay in a marriage. It's a cycle. Um, it could be just little things um, that people take as norm these days because people get divorced. But when you see everybody in your family plagued with it, it's a cycle. There's something generational going on, right? So outside of God, with God, we need him in order to get where we need to go, right? But without him, there is, um, there is no way that you can get to the root of the issue. Amen, would you say that? I agree. Without him, because sometimes it takes him to bring things to you takes the Holy Ghost to bring things to you because you ain't getting no answers. Mm -hmm. Like, I ain't getting no answers. I have no idea on my dad's side what in the world went mm -hmm. on. But I'm getting answers little by little that's coming, whether it's coming through uh, a prophet, whether it's coming through uh, the Holy Ghost, of uh, the things that my four people did. Uh -huh. yeah. And um, which caused things to fall upon are us. So um, I think it, it, it comes down to making sure that you are in God. Without him, there is no way that you can even start to relate to the cycles that need to be broken yeah. in your life. And I, I want to add to that too, Pastor Lori, about um, like I really believe that freedom when, it, when there's true freedom in your life, it's going to create restoration. Amen. And at times we go, okay, God, restore, restore, restore. But there's some liberation that he gives you to allow something supernatural to happen inside of you that it creates restoration around you. Like all of a sudden, as what happened with Ezekiel, all the things start coming together. And uh, just that walking out, that freedom for that, that person who's listening and back to what kind of solution and, and or just how can you just grow in God is, is back to what Pastor Laura was saying growing in him, growing in your word, um, allowing God to free you from 
all the things that you used to think life's supposed to be. Because sometimes in our head, we got life in a certain way that certain things need to, to be a certain. Of course, you got a certain goals that you want to reach. But the way that I'm just reminding of how God wanted to to heal uh, heal Nathan, the prophet Nathan, he had to go into the he had to go into one of the dirtiest place in order to get his healing. Mm. So there's time that it might not look the same way of how you think your healing and your freedom is supposed to come, but it can come in so many ways and it makes sense because he used the foolishness to confine the wise. So So at the end of the day you have to ask yourself a question. Um what is broken in me? What do I recognize um on my sheet of my pros and cons that I write mm -hmm. um, about my life and things that I want to change. And when you write those down, you start to see, is there a pattern? Um, and recognizing that. And you say, okay, where do I go from there? And when I recognize the pattern, then I have to ask God, what do I do with this? Um, and then once you understand what you do with it, then he gives you a resolve of how to do it. So um, at the end of the day, it's about self-examination and um, freedom and liberation comes from there.